Hey, this is Andy Parks. You're listening to 11 o'clock comment. Where is that right? Yes, sir. That was terse. You don't often get a terse woohoo. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? I'm trying, I'm trying to I'm losing a place. I don't like him there. I'll get him out of there. I'm just talking all sexy. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to be having a ride tomorrow night with Jason and myself. I'll be touching his leg. And rolling, dude. And, well, yeah, and rolling. I forgot. Yeah, we're rolling because touch your arm on this today. Whoa, indeed. This is Radio Third, third. Everybody hold on tight. What is your new How many, how many people get that? More tea. Oh, I get that. I miss it. Oh, he's perfect. No, it's Sam. Oh, God. Yeah, it's the way you all Yes. Jungle fever for Thank you, rescue attention. Dude, why is it that every fucking time I need to print something in my house? We don't have ink. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like, we have... It's the rule of nature, I have a fortunate life where I have excess capital to buy things that we need to stock up. Like, why we don't have 18 cartridges of ink in our house at all times, I don't know. I swear to you that in the nearly 20 years I've been with my wife, who is awesome in 999 of a thousand things, every time I go to print something, we the, the printer is out of ink. I don't understand it. Well, didn't you give Hazel the list? Dude, I specifically <laughs> asked on Monday, hey, by the way, are we sure we have paper and ink in the printer? Because it seems like we're always running low. And I received a, of course we have paper and ink. I'm like, cool. Go to print today. Oh, you're running low on ink. Go downstairs. Of course. I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a little <laughs> Chinese, I've got a little Chinese woman at work that every time we, every time we go through an ink cartridge, I go to her and tell her to order two. We should have 37. I'm going on I've Amazon. Never, I haven't run out of ink on Amazon in eight right years. Now. It's awesome. I'm priming that shit. They so keep you'll, have it, you'll have it in time. Oh, we have it in time for, to print for reference on Friday? Yeah. You mean tomorrow? I need reference for tomorrow. Ah. Well, you've not, I mean. Put it on your iPad, dude. Dude, I'm not going to leave I'm my I'm not leaving yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. They uh, keep the little Chinese woman in a matchbox, and they, they feed her crumbs. Her, na- her name is Yi. She's, she's very twin sister, and they protect. They, they have a giant moth that they fly around. Oh, she's very nice. She drives a BMW. Go downtown. Ye of little faith. Ye of little stature, too. Hey, everybody! It's tiny little Chinese woman. It's yes. It's eleven o'clock comics. It's a mess. Episode. It's eleven o'clock mess. That's right. Eleven o'clock mess. Episode two hundred eighty-six. I'm the custodian of the garbage can, Vince B. Jason was twenty minutes, twenty five minutes late, and that's why I'm drunk and I'm well, we're, we're just airing everybody's dirty laundry. I was going to uh, say, I mean, I, I, I will. It wasn't thank- an indictment. It was actually kind of a thank you. Stankonia. Mm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm for now, cool, calm, collected. David Price. Yes, you are, and uh, I am uh, Karnak, the Inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy Chop. Karnak the blunt in humans. Karnak doesn't have a sense of humor, so I'm going with that. It's, it's true, it's true. Um, no, you're not Karnak the inhuman. You are Jason freaking Wood, love of my life. And you don't have to be bathed in the Terrigen mists to get 
deep discounts well on done, your sir. Yes, wow. on your favorite funny books and collectibles. All you gotta do is go to DCBService.com, discount comic book service, where you will get your ch- comics disgustingly cheap, such as from Dark Horse. If you can't tell, the uh, list of discounts is up and available for your perusal. From Dark Horse, written by Steve Niles and Matt Santoro, illustrated by a person that we're all very proud to have seen claw his way to the top, cultivating a beautiful style. He's amazing. He's our friend, and he's Dave Wachter. The book is called Breath of Bones, A Tale of the Golem. It's a hardcover. It's only $7.49 at Discount Comic Book Service. That's 50% off. From IDW, if you're not planning on ordering this, shame, shame, shame on you. Richard Stark's Parker Slayground is uh, solicited, Ooh. yeah, in this previews. Cover price of this little uh, gem is $17.99. Your price, $8.99. Another $2. 50% off. And from Marvel, I have... Um, very good suspicion that the price of this will be rescinded once they realize the horrible mistake they've made. 1,200 pages, a hardcover, written and drawn by Mr. Roger Langridge, among others. It's the Muppet Show Omnibus. Yeah, Redonkus. Cover really? price on this is forty nine ninety nine. Really? Your price at DCBS is twenty four dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's what I'm saying. For twelve hundred pages, it's unheard of. Contains the Muppet Show two thousand nine number one to four, the Muppet Show comic book, The Treasure of Peg Leg Wilson one to four, Muppet Show comic book zero to eleven, and the Muppets twenty twelve one to four. Twelve hundred pages. For twenty four ninety nine, do the math. That's awesome. Craziness. Nice. Um, if you are a first time customer to Discount Comic Book Service, you can enter the code that the lovely David Price will tell you in a couple seconds into the slot and get an extra eight percent off your already massively discounted order. David, what it be? That be EOC eight. EOC eight. Three letters and a number gets you an extra eight percent off. They do not mind late orders or order additions. And don't pay four ninety nine or whatever it is for previews. A dollar twelve. Do the right thing. DCBService.com. Yay! But what? Yeah. How about them apples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, I got. Speaking of apples, um, nice segue out the ass. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, tonight's drink roll call. Mm. Uh, I've been I've been sick as a flipping dog for the last four days and it's it it oscillates from getting better to getting worse and so i went from nyquil to um self-medicating today and we went to michigan this past weekend and went to an awesome i mean awesome distillery um called the journeyman distillery (laughs) and um, we brought back with us the OCG, which is the old country goodness. And it is, um, uh, apple cider and their artisan whiskey. Wow. And it's, um, it's delicious. It's delicious. I got the cure for what ails you. What do you got, Vince? Get ye to uh-huh. cr- crawl up your urethra and <laughs> push some buttons. And you'll be feeling fine in no time. Mm. It's that ancient Chinese remedy. Mm. Yep. Stop that. I'm sorry. What am I drinking? 
I'm, I'm going to let you down as usual. It's uh, Pepe Mac. <sighs> I need my energy tonight. It's uninspiring. Uh, Jason, Jason, pick us up. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm needing some some adult beverages. I'm drinking uh, some Miller Lights. It's the champagne and beer. I no, will be drinking adult adult <laughs> beverages this weekend. Uh, but you better be. You better I, be. I actually yeah. did. Pick, I picked you up some Pepe Mac though as well. Love it. Oh, you're so nice. I, I'm I, you bit, know what? I'm miss you guys. No, I was thinking about. Uh, we will miss you too. I was thinking about it, and it is awesome gesture that you have extended to. Uh, everyone this 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 trip and i just want to tell you and not speaking for david because he's capable of doing that by himself but i just gotta thank you you are awesome oh and we're gonna have a great time yep i do i I do thank jason i also and and i especially thank the missus it's worth the nocturnal manipulations you know what i mean against my will Hmm. that happen all the time but i i I live with them i'm sorry yes sir next uh, I am uh, I am polishing off the bottle of uh, Redwood Creek Merlot. Yay, grape! Mer- Everyone nice. loves the grape. Grape, 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 grape. Do we has any thank yous? Yes. Nice. Can I just I get one in real quick that I forgot last week? Well, that's, yes. you should have, shouldn't have forgotten. Uh, Tom Tom Thank you very much. I oh, did okay. I, in the ex- in the excitement. I forgot to. Uh, yeah, I forgot to thank him. So he does still love you. And it is awesome. Sort of, kind of, yeah. It is, right? He it's just keeps getting better. Insane. I, um, Jason will chuckle at this because um, our friend, our pal, uh, practically my Marvel Noise co-host at this rate, uh, Mr. Steve Raker, mm. he, uh, he went to Boston Comic Con last year, went to Boston Comic Con this year when it was rescheduled after the whole uh, unfortunate incident. And... Um, Last year, he picked something up, basically for Renee, but for Renee and I. This year, he brought it back to Boston to get it signed. And it's the reason, Jason, I find this amusing is because it is something that I sent a picture of to Renee while we were in Baltimore this year. It's Poison Ivy print. Ah. By Sarah Richard. Yes. And I, I, and my girl. I sent the picture to Renee because of the angle it was and, and the light off the, the plastic sheet. Renee wasn't thrilled with, <laughs> with, with the image because Jason knows that, that Renee is extremely picky when it comes to her poison ivy. Well, Renee's a woman of color and she wants poison <laughs> ivy to be a woman <laughs> yeah, of color. Yeah, but not green. <laughs> no, no, but she needs to be the color of, of, uh, the bark and, and, and it's, it, there's a whole thing that Renee's going into. But anyway, um, so seeing it in person, Renee really does appreciate the work Sarah put into it, and I, I like. And so this year he, had, he got it signed to Renee and I. But he, um, so he sent that along with uh, with with a um, with somewhat of a mission, if I choose to accept it for this weekend. Ooh, his behalf, since ooh, be, I uh, like that. He won't, he won't be able to attend, so he asked me to uh, see if I can, if an opportunity arises, if if I can uh, take care of some things for him. So I'm gonna. That, that's something else on my list to try to help him out with. But uh, so I thank Steve for the uh, for the print. I think we'll aid you in cool. that mission. We'll yeah. be we'll be the agents of price. Nice. Yep. Hopefully it'll be entertaining. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got. I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, uh, real quick shout out. Happy birthday to Bean. One of my not just favorite favorite formites and listeners of the show. Just one of my favorite people. Bean is such a good, Bean's such a good guy. And happy birthday. Well, and 
keeping in the birthday shout-outs, happy birthday to Alan, New Mutant, from uh, earlier mm-hmm. this week. Yes. Yep. So. And uh, and a shout-out, I've been going back and forth for the last, yeah, um, for some of them, the last three months. But Mario, uh, Gordo, and Tim Freaky Tiki, as, uh, as I sit here watching Game 5 of the yeah. NLDS between the Cardinals and the Pirates, we've had a very friendly and um entertaining banter between the four of us mm-hmm. um for uh for uh quite a while now so however this game ends out um congratulations to the winning team and uh and well done to uh to uh all participants it's been uh, it's been a good time guys there well you said, go. sir all right are we uh through with the thank yous me thinks Let's do some comics. Let's get it done. I think Neesman should go first before he, Ooh. he, yeah, is that good for you? Because, Be- before I, before I, um, descend. fall into a, yes. before I, before yeah. I descend. I'm, I'm actually, I'm not that drunk. I'm actually on a lot of drugs right now. Um, <laughs> what could be better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not the good kind of drugs. It's more of the, like the decongestants. So, um, so while I'm still lucid, um, you all like monkey brain, right? Yes. Yes, we do. Monkey Brain uh, is a I publisher see. that I have not paid enough attention to, and I know that Gabe's Kensky. You must, you must tune us out when Jason and I talk, but that's okay. Well, I mean, you guys, you guys talk about it, and I pay attention, but then I don't always, you know, seek it out. Um, have we talked about masks and mobsters yet? I have not. It's one of the books I have not read, but no, I, I know I, I personally haven't talked about it. I am dying to hear about it. Am I thinking Doug Wheatley is involved in that? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, oh. it's, writ- it's written by Joshua Williamson and the, I, the art is by Mike Henderson. Oh. And it is, um, it's, it's billed as a crime anthology, masks and mobsters. Now I've only read the first two, so I, I don't know where they're getting the anthology part of it because it seems to be a fairly linear story and it's the same artist and writer so far, but it is really fucking cool. Mm. It's, it's, it's right in my wheelhouse of the, Nineteen thirties, forties era uh, gangster kind of. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pull out the the noir. It's just. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. A thirty four thirties, forties. You know, period piece crime comic, but superheroes exist in it. So if you if you would think of you know one of the you know one of the classic you know Hollywood films of that era but kind of mixing it with the superheroes of that of that era it's it's really think of the godfather kind of crossing streams with the um the jsa where you have you have gangsters and criminals and they live in a world where there are capes and cows and there are superpowers and it's a pain in the fucking ass. And so how do they deal with that? And it's really, really smart and really cool. And, uh, and it follows the, it follows the path of, 
of one character who works for works for a mob boss and that mob boss is convinced that one of these superheroes is getting tipped off by somebody within his organization or someone within one of the other families and so he sends this guy out to find out who it is and and there are some nice hooks to it and uh and so it's just kind of it's it, it reminds me a little bit of um Cullen Bunn and Brian Hurt's um first awesome series The Damned yeah, that was mm-hmm. really good where they mix like demons and and the occult with with gangster yeah. fiction and it's like okay that makes absolute fucking sense and it makes for such good storytelling this is the same thing except instead of demons and the occult it's mixing superheroes with with gangster noir and it's 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 great it i mean it's really really entertaining and fun and and kind of gruesome it's it's great and through two issues it has me completely in and i can't wait to read the rest of them and it goes on i think there's oh i want to say probably 10 issues or or so but uh, i'm through the first two and completely in it's it's um first of all it's it's beautiful the the art in it is fantastic mike henderson definitely oh yeah he's a guy you want to watch out for and and Joshua Williamson obviously understands good crime comics and and superheroes at the not not even superhero there's there's a superhero he makes a brief cameo in this you know before he gets shot in the head um, spoilers but um, I guess I could skip that first issue that would it's hurt not, it's it's not it's not that big of a spoiler it's 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 the setup. It's comp- it's incredibly entertaining, um, is what it is. Now, would you compare that to something like Sandman Mystery Theater? No, uh, me. Um, I mean, as much as I would compare Malkatsch to all the Allman Brothers, you know, it's <laughs> like it's like connected, but it's the the two can obviously exist without the other. I mean, it's, yeah, if you like one, you'll like the other. If you like Sam and Mystery Theater, you would like this. But I think The Damned is a is a much closer comparison mm-hmm. to it. Okay, uh, sounds so, good. Also because it's it's black and white, and so it it definitely lends itself to um, um, to that, you know, black and white film feel to it so yeah really really cool stuff and monkey brain is a publisher i'm gonna have to start paying more attention to because oh, the, yeah they're, they're doing a great job man yeah. yeah i'm really liking the stuff that they're uh you know they don't they don't pander uh to um they're, they're not trying to appeal to everyone they're saying no there there are people that are going to really love this and we're going to make a comic that a few people are going to absolutely adore, and I respect the hell out of that. Yep, Kinski and and Bandette, and there's a, just ton of stuff they're doing. Yes. I, I was just going to say, if Gabriel Hardman throws throws in with them, mm-hmm. he he can be kind of fussy, right? <laughs> so I mean, if if Hardman vouches for him by working with them, Ga- then... Gabriel knows that Kinski is not a book for everyone, right? Well, it should be. Uh, he no. knows he knows what that book is in a perfect it's, world. It should be, and it's a it's a that is a passion project for him, and yeah. that is absolutely fine. He knows it, and he's not trying to pander to anyone. 
that's fine. And then, you know, they probably gets into a larger conversation. The other stuff that we're, that we've been talking about, that I'm not going to get into, is that I would rather have someone pander to my taste than try to appeal to anyone, you know, anyone and everyone at, at, at any time. It's, no, I want people to write shit for me. Oh, and by the way, Jason, hmm. um, super graphic. I'm claiming that because that book was made for me. Hilarious. <laughs> Even though I reviewed it length, at length. That's yes. cool. But no, I, I appreciate, introduced it I appreciate you introducing You're a matchmaker, Jason. the book <laughs> that was made for me because it is fucking amazing and I can't stop flipping through it. Yeah. It is fantastic. So I owe you... That's a book and nerd. I owe you big time because it's well, amazing. Thank you're you. You're welcome. And Tim Long uh, actually retweeted yes, my recommendation of it today, so he he knows that we are singing its praises. So that's good. Cool. Uh, he he was one of a few creators who retweeted last week's episode. Um, nice. Mike Norton, since we had the Battle Pug mention, nice. uh, trip for uh, mentioning yes. terrible. Um, you like like you said, Tim for super graphic. There was uh, yeah, there there were. Um, we we I think last week was a a pretty um we got a delayed reaction too today. There was um someone who bought super in the in a, in the comic shops today based on what we said last week. Oh, that's there. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It it's it's uh it's amazing. I I as a graphic designer, I sit here and I, I'm in awe of the data mining that went into this yeah and from a from a graphic representation of data this is truly uh a fantastic book it is it is um i think it is the ultimate comic book um bathroom book (laughs) that's a good idea yeah that's a good point it's 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 it is super nerdy so i at at one point maybe off mic i want to go through the entire um the political um chart of authoritarian libertarian conservative <laughs> nice. liberal i mm-hmm. i think i think it is absolutely fascinating to think of the joker as being at the far end of libertarian liberal and if yeah you, i know right and if you think of that if i mean if we believe that that the nemesis of a superhero or a villain is the mirror image so if if Joker is is at the far end of of libertarian liberal, does that mean that Batman is at the far end of authoritarian conservatism? No, well, at least not. His alter ego certainly isn't right. His alter ego is certainly very liberal. Who is Bruce Wayne? I, Which, I mean, Bruce Wayne spends tons of his own money on philanthropy and giving back. And yeah, that's true. Well, that that's not necessarily not necessarily liberal. Um, it's uh, conservatives are fine giving their money away to when they want to. It's having other people tell them to give their money away that <laughs> they like. Um, it, it, I I think I I guess where I'm going going is I think that in Frank Miller's version of of Batman the the Dark Knight Returns I see him as being a very authoritarian conservative figure as a uh, as a juxtaposition of Joker's you know, very very mirrored uh, version of the world does mm-hmm. that make sense well, I think I, definitely I, TKR I, he's con- yeah yeah, uh, I, yeah. D, the DKR Batman, I think, is authoritarian conservative. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Vince is all quiet. Do you not agree with this? Uh, I would vote for the Joker. <clears throat> what do you mean you'd you vote? You, you mean you'd vote? vote. <laughs> I would vote. If they were running, yeah. I would vote for the Joker. Gotcha. Because you're a libertarian. And conservative. Well, but Joker is libertarian liberal. Well, he's not perfect. Oh, yeah, it's okay. He uh, needs to be uh, schooled. Steve Niles was the other creator I, I, I was thinking about who retweeted. Oh, did he really? So, yes. Yay, look at nice. that. Let's do some, some good old fashioned superhero fun. How about that? What you got? Same what thing you got. Read? Same thing you read. I oh. got. I, um, I, yeah, no, I, um, I mentioned that, uh, I want to, now that, uh, Jeff Johns has <laughs> left uh, left the, the building for, for greener pastures. He, he stepped aside and 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 passed the uh, the torch for for Green Lantern and and the franchise to um, uh, Venditti, right? Venditti and Matt Kent awful. and uh, bunch oh, of and Justin Jordan on the Red Lanterns. Yes, yes, Luther yes. Strode's Justin Jordan. Luther Strode. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so I. And I was, I was, uh, DMing Vince earlier today, um, where I, 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 with Johns' swan song, I was going to give the, the first lantern story a, a, a shot, which is what, of course, uh, Vince mentioned in last week's DCBS discount. And, and I uh, ordered it too. And you did order it, and, and, and maybe I'll revisit it, or I'll try to finish it before it gets to you so we can talk about it, but. And um, because I ordered it, I also ordered the, uh, Rise of the Th- Third Army collection too, because I didn't want to just jump into the. Just, oh, you know, know, you got to have the one before That's that, right? right? Go way back. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I, I, uh, I started reading Green Lantern again, and I kind of quickly remembered that uh, maybe the New Fifty Two Green Lantern is not uh, <laughs> for me. So I, I was Did like, "Is Parlon yet?" Uh, well, see, no, he's, he's, he's living, I think, with his brother, and, and Carol was worried that, uh, he was actually gonna ask for, um, uh, a race? his own place. Um, yeah, no, it's, I just like, I'm like, I already read Peter Parker. So, the, um, I'm, it's harsh. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'll go back to, um, Green Lantern later. I'll let them get another few issues in, and then I'll just I'll shotgun them. But then it's like, oh my god! But the villains month and the point one through four. I was like, all right, dude. All right, so I'll, <laughs> I might. I'll, oh my god! I'll I'll hook you up. Don't I'll, get I'll, behind. I'll do you solid because there's not going to be a lot of Hal in these issues. There no, isn't Hal's no. cover. Yep. Chained up to a fucking rock. So he's um and and the four like issues are uh, the four issues are um uh, relic. Black Hand, Mongol, and Sinestro. Yep. And the Mongol one is by Howard Porter, has art by Howard Porter, and it looks great. I haven't read that one yet. It's awesome. I flipped through the Black Hand one and I quickly put it back down. <laughs> and, wow. And then I. too grisly for David. I, I think. It just, the whole, yeah, but the art also, I wasn't really feeling the art. Um, and, and, and who's the art by? Uh, Ponticelli? I believe so, yes. That um, one, I have to admit. Frankenstein the Agents of Shade fame? I think so. I have no, to admit. I, see where, I liked it, Frankenstein, but I could see where maybe it wasn't as good a fit for are you. Are you good with Mongol um, being incorporated into the Green Lantern rogues gallery instead he sh- of Zeus? He, sh- he should gonna, be. 
Yellow Lantern for a long time now. I, well, I think I mean, he, he I makes mean, a better green. If he's not going to be that, not that long. If he's I mean, he was a soup stall. Oh, oh, right. Well, I just mean, I mean, it's not like it's a new, th- I mean, it's not a new 52 thing is what I'm saying. It's, no, yeah, I know. It's, it's, I mean, this I mean, he was a, to... he's been a yellow lamp. He's been the. Uh oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to Sinestro Core. So, which is, which is fine. Well, actually, just... it goes back to, um, Death, of, Death of Superman when Mongol almost single-handedly destroyed what was oh, it Coast City Coast yeah, City he, yeah he so basically he, that was the reason why Hal went fucking nuts yeah uh-huh. so he should be Mongol a destroyed Coast City and, and, and Hal lost his mind and tried to recreate everything and that's what led to Parallax infesting him yeah. so oh I had totally uh, forgotten about yeah. that so there's that connection yeah so. I mean it was I mean Mongol was great fighting Superman in DC Comics Presents and he looks awesome drawn by Jim Starlin but he's not he, yeah, and you had you know for for the man who has everything, but he, I don't know if I if I think if I run down Superman's rogues, I don't think Mongol's really on the list for me. Okay, in terms of power, yeah, but he's he's done more harm he's to Green Lantern. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm 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 playing devil's advocate because I like him much more as being a foil for Green Lantern. Oh sure, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Superman has the, enough the, um, uh, arch enemies. Yeah. The the black yeah because you know how are you gonna go up against the pranks the the black hand <laughs> was uh, was oh, written by, um, Charles is it Soul or Soleil Soul Soul he's sorry. writing like seven books right now yeah he's like, yeah he's like he's like the other Matt Kent and uh, and and Alberto uh, I say that. is the uh, is is the penciler with uh, Stefano Landini on yeah. your rings but uh, so yeah so yeah I I thought his artwork was fantastic on. Uh, on the Frankenstein books, Jason, like you, and but mm-hmm. I wasn't really, I wasn't especially after you have gorgeous um, Rags Morales with um, with Cam Smith and uh, in the Relic issue, yep. and uh, surprisingly, not to not to slight Mister Morales, but see now I know you 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 say that, but even I mean when I when I look at Hawkman, when I look at Identity, Don't, Pre- see that I, is the 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 high water mark in Rags Morales for me is the Hawkman series. And see now I'm not too familiar with Cam Smith inking him. I'm used to Michael Bear, but not really not really anybody else actually. This was a gorgeous looking book. Oh my god, yeah. And this, uh, this, this was an amazing issue. For for those who don't know or haven't seen the book, uh Rags and Company tell the story of Relic in uh full and double page spreads. Yes. Completely. And narrated. It really aren't a lot of word balloons. Yeah. Uh it's uh but yeah, it's 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 written by uh Venditti. Uh Morales is your penciler Smith with Morales on inks and uh and it's yeah it's it's very colorful it, it's not an issue that will reprint well when they finally get around to doing it in the showcase the uh oh, is that right yeah, yeah no, it is it's there there's a lot of color because they they referenced all the colors all all the lanterns um and it's i when i as i'm reading it i send Vince a text last night because I, I think my text was basically, "Are you shitting me?" There's, there's a BMO cameo in this issue. Yep. Get out of here. And to yeah. make it even sweeter, the BMO cameo appears on the source wall. Oh, yeah. nice! Ooh, there yeah. is. I was expecting Homeboy to either become like Light Ray. Or, I want, I want, uh, I want stories about the goddamn source wall. We don't have enough stories about the source well, wall. Well, maybe there's, there's time because it, it's a crucial part of, of the, this, uh, story because 
just, what a, just what to a set cool it, fucking concept. I, well, thank you, Jack. Just just to set it up. Yeah, absolutely. The the reality of this um, story takes place before the New Fifty Two, meaning there was um, an existence before everything. There 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 have been other civilizations and universes and yeah. and people and uh the other side. relic uh is a scientist a researcher and he he takes a look at the situation and his conclusion is not good see all of the uh light bearers uh, anything with a ring the the red orange yellow blue violet the spectrum warriors in other words um that energy he claims has to come from somewhere yeah and it's not finite. The, it will. Sure, so like it's like basic laws of physics, right? Like right. Energy, it, so it, yeah, it, yeah. it will run out, and and mean, meanwhile, uh, the various branches of of the the spectrum warriors div, uh, set up these gigantic collectors around the universe to siphon these uh, the the energies of the emotional spectrum for use in in their their various rings and he's like i'm telling you you guys are going to be very sorry you're going to the shit is going to run out well it turns out the energy isn't only finite the energy is the very universe itself so in depleting the energy the universe uh ceases to be towards the end and mm. and and relic's whole deal is he uh, he takes out a, a ship to, to scout around and to to test his hypotheses, and he runs into the source wall. There's there's a point where he can go no further. He's like, "What the hell yeah. is this? Right? What anything is anything that anything that comes in contact with it is fused to it? Right. So he heads back, and w- during his trip back home, that's when the energy blinks out. They call it um, the dimming, and uh, the naturally everything in the universe chaos uh it, everything is ceasing to be one by mm-hmm. one all, everything just yeah, kind of get, gets sucked into this this gaping cosmic maw right and the last living light bearer is of course a green lantern and relic's like why couldn't you people listen i told you you dumbasses i i tried to warn you that this was happening no one would listen to me oh you people infuriate me everything blinks out right Mm-hmm. He wakes up, amazingly enough, in the new Fifty Two universe, ah. and he goes into Looking this. Looking awful lot like Orion. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he, he goes into this this gestation period where he lays dormant for billions and billions of years. And when when uh, I think it was uh, Kyle, Kyle Rayner, Kyle and a couple of of guardians, yeah. Kyle, they they make the mistake of waking him up, and his purpose is renewed. He he takes a look around. He sees all these these powerful beings wielding these colorful rings, and the same thing is going to happen in the new mm-hmm. Fifty Two universe. So that that's his his angle. He he likes the dude is a lot like Sinestro. He 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 was altruistic See, I don't, I don't get initially. Evilness from from him, like I get from Sinestro. Well, I don't think Sinestro's evil. Mm. I think Sinestro's right. very. I don't think Sinestro's evil. I think he's nah. very, very, very pri. He, okay. he's, well, uh, I thought he didn't read twenty three point four. Then I guess, but okay. I read it. Wait, he wasn't this, evil. I mean, is it the Sinestro we all kind of know from? Yes. Me. Yeah. Okay. I I don't. I would hesitate to call that evil. I you know evil Mis- and misguided. Yeah, misguided. Things. Yeah, misguided. Uh, Doctor Doom isn't evil. Sinestro's evil. 
I don't see it. Well, you know, it it it, it all depends on what you're willing to do for. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, see, I mean, he's. I, I, I'm, I'm with David in the sense that I think Sinestro doesn't think he's evil. Like okay. Sinestro thinks he's doing what's right, but exactly, he's a pure xenophobe. I mean, he's he's. It's not a. It's not a coincidence that his his, his, his he was drawn to look like Hitler. He no, he <laughs> will. Are two different things because what makes a, and this is this is one of my favorite debates about villains is what makes a great villain is when they believe that what they are doing is right. That's why when, when Lex Luthor is... I mean, Lex Luthor is... I'm not going to say he's the Tea Party, but Lex <laughs> is so set in his belief that Superman or Obamacare is bad for the world and that he will stop at nothing to stop it. And he believes in what he is doing so much that he would blow up the government or the entire world to stop it from well, from, from grabbing hold. Well, your your take on Lex Luthor's hinges on the fact that your beliefs are correct. Are you calling me a, a, a criminal mastermind? No, but what I'm saying is y- your whole take on Lex Luthor is he's wrong because he thinks these things I hold dear are are evil. And may I'm not I'm not this is not a debate. But what I'm saying is mm-hmm. maybe I'm just I'm just I'm I'm poking. Maybe you no 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 maybe you can't judge a person on a gray area. Like if 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 Lex Luthor just went around slaughtering babies. I think that's pretty much you know, universally. Well, Lex Luthor is just afraid of Superman, and so he's he's xenophobic, and he doesn't. He Who doesn't... wouldn't be afraid of Superman? Well, I, a I'm... smart person would be afraid of Superman. Or socialized healthcare, um, oh. and and so he's he's so Lex Luthor in every great villain absolutely one hundred percent believes that what they're trying to do is for the greater good or is is right that's that, admirable that's what makes them great villains is I, that what they believe they're doing is right but see i i think we can fine tune that i don't think it's just a steadfast um belief Lex system Luther is trying to save the world from superman but no, but there's there's also um Lex Luthor's not completely well i don't even think he's 50% altruistic what i'm saying is even though they're they're steadfast in their beliefs I I believe that a great villain has a sympathetic edge, a universal sympathetic edge. Like Doctor Doom, you can always. I I don't think there's anyone that could not sympathize with Doom's plight to rescue his mother. Absolutely, right? Yeah. That's pretty universal on right? that front. I mean, has Doom ever like? I was thinking about this. Like, what's the worst thing he's ever done? Uh, okay, he's kidnapped Kristoff. He, but I mean, has he, has he committed, he, I don't remember him ever committing genocide or. No, he's, he's, he, he's a monarch. He rules his land. He, he, he's, he's a diplomat. He doesn't, yeah, it's not like he's held the world hostage yeah. or. He's kind, who, he's kind, like, he's well, kind, who, he's kind of like he, Ted Cruz. His people, his who, people who love him, but they also fear him. Who jettisoned the Baxter building into space? Was that Doom? Before it became Four Freedoms Plaza? Um, Jesus, wow. 
How can I? It was, it was the burn era, but I mean, I don't. I I, I remember the fin- I remember the, the Baxter Building getting flying off out of New York City and blowing up. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if that was Doom or not. What was the whole angle of the supervillain team up with with Doom and Namor? He he, it it, it wasn't. I I think the title was very misleading because there of wasn't. It was. No, really. No, um, I'm saying, no, I agree with you. Uh, I don't see Namor as a supervillain either. No, they're, I don't. I don't either. Again, they're, they're, all these characters that we're talking about, ironically, yeah, I think, they're I all think cut we, from the I same cloth. Made, I think we may have um, scratched one of the uh, one of the the great scabs of the Marvel universe and decided that Doom is not actually a bad guy. (laughs) They read as an asshole. Well, no. Again, if you look at the Lex Luthor-Superman relationship, you see a lot of that in the the Reed uh, Richards-Victor Von Doom relationship in which Doom was extremely envious of Reed. Mm -hmm. He he bested him at every turn, and that's another thing that... I mean, Doom does often want to rule the world, right? Which is kind of where his villainy comes in. I mean, but he, but he, yeah, but he thinks he's going to make it better, he, right? He think, right, yeah, he thinks he knows what's going Right, that's what I'm saying. But if you think about it, like, I was thinking, like, he doesn't, like, Luthor has killed, I mean, just gross yes. amounts of people. I mean, he, he's just done it. He's, he's got no compunctions. Sinestro has killed the whole planets. I mean, um, you know, the, but, but I was but just was thinking, for, like, was, Doom hasn't really. It was for their own good. Not yet, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, well, but, but see, Luthor's a man child. There's still that that very childlike need for approval and need to be recognized as so many things. Intelligent. Yeah. Well, it's it's a know. lot of it's it's Luther is all ego. I mean, right. that's why they that's why they made him a a businessman after after no seriously well, no 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 I don't, well, after after he was a mad scientist they made yes. him. They made I, him uh, a, a CEO of LexCorp. Well, credit cr- credit where made, it's due. I don't think we should say they. I, I, I fully I fully credit that with John Byrne, even yeah. though Wolfman might have some some uh, might have some say in the matter as far as once Byrne left the series. But John Byrne is who turned Luther into Fred Mertz into a businessman, and then you had well, then, then they made him into a politician, which but, is the but, ultimate ego. And that's all. That, that's my part. You had you. I mean, and and yes, to, because it's all ego. Because it's Luther. You had he just he gave up his own hand because of that fucking kryptonite ring, yep. so he could keep Superman at bay. And that was he radiated an awesome him. twist. He ended awesome. up losing his hand, and but the but the radiation went through his whole body. He ended up cloning himself so he could pull himself off, play himself off as his own Australian offspring. Right, and uh, and to not did did he bang Supergirl when he had the chance? I think he did. Didn't he? I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, because I, she I, was I she was like attached to his to his uh, wrist. Yeah, but there there's a lot of what we're talking about in Relic. Just the frustration. Yeah, yeah just boomerang back. Just the frustration the guy has in trying to show the the the, the commoners the error of their ways, and they just mm-hmm. wouldn't listen. Um, and but I think that's another. I, I think that's another reason why I don't. I don't get this. Because it is narrated, I'm, I'm missing, I think, the part where I would normally see his smugness in this. Right. You're I not getting the monologuing? I, no, I'm not. I'm, I, it, it's, I, I don't hear any whining. I don't hear, you know, I, no, exactly it's very matter of factly, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost it's deadpan. Being told, but yeah. it's, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, you kind of feel for him. And it's, I mean, this could be, this isn't a running for me for, for, for single issue. For, for the eleven o'clockers, but it is it is a prologue to 
the five part series that starts next month in Green Lantern twenty four. So it's it's a Started setup, today. but it's yeah. a, it's awesome setup. It's like I said, it's it's gorgeous. You need everything you need to know is right here in this issue. There are Easter eggs for old fans, mm-hmm. uh, old Kirby fans, old New Gods fans, old Green Lantern fans. Um, there's there, there's a hint of Krona in this. So I mean, there's just there's there's a lot, and and it's I'm. I appreciate the work put into it, both in the story and and in the art. Really sharp. The the, the creative team did a, a spectacular job on this. It's really impressive. You no, know, I feel bad. It's almost like it's a waste that it got mixed in with this whole villains month. Like I, I'd love to have read this as as a one shot leading into an event without having it bogged down with the whole point. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this was in the can before, because it, it if they were if they were going to launch um, a five or whatever part. Um, arc within the the Lantern books, this kind of would have to have been conceived a lot earlier, right? Yeah. So so maybe this was just hey, let's just put in. There's four villain books for the Lantern. Yes. And uh, I think the only other uh, books that have four are um, Batman Batman. and uh, Superman, right? I could be wrong. And and, and you know what? And 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 you're probably right, Vince, because. This, I think, is the only one written by Venditti. Because Matt Kent wrote the Sinestro one. Mm-hmm. We already mentioned uh, Sewell writing Black Hand. Who wrote the Mongol? Uh, Starlin. So there you go. So maybe, maybe this was, you know, maybe this was a Hickman thing where, listen, I wrote this to tie into, you know, it's part of my ongoing Green Lantern book, but okay, well, the editors yeah. wanted to, it, I'm, I'm speculating. It fits though, right? Yeah, it, fits it really, really well. It, 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 it's, it's one of the ones that actually does fit into what's going on in Green Lantern as opposed to the others, which are basically one shots. Right. Um, needless to say, it was in the top 5%. Of all of the villain books, it was an exceptional issue. The the, the Sinestro issue is really good as well. Matt Kent did a great the job. The Sinestro on one, yes, Kent did a fantastic job of getting inside Sinestro's head. And Jason, you might appreciate it was uh, drawn by Dale Eaglesham. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! It's great. It really does look nice. He does some funky work with the panel borders. Yeah, uh, I, I sent David a tweet. I said, "Ah, oh, somebody learned from Mark Buckingham." Yeah, <laughs> I, nice. you know, it's, it's, um, I, you know, I am thrilled that, uh, that, that if you want to say twisted my arm, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I read these issues. That, yeah, that, that, I that's knew you at least, would. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's, it's Green Lantern, so I mean, maybe I would have eventually. I'm glad I read them now. It, it's, um, I, the, uh. It, it's really cool in the Sinestro one, Hal gets his head handed to him. Sinestro just wipes the floor with him. him. And, 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 uh, and Lissa Dark. Drac, I'm sorry, Lissa Drac, who I just automatically thought of, uh, the Legion of Superheroes, but when I see Lissa and, and she's narrating the story, um, she, she makes sure to point out that, that because Hal, when Hal first meets Sinestro and Sinestro takes him to, uh, to Korgar, he, he shows Hal, this is what I did. These are my people, and and Hal's like, you know, they fear you, and and oh, by the way, I called for backup so the guardian yeah. and the lanterns can tell what you can see what you're doing, and and Liz is like, and there's Hal being a coward. I was like, oh snap, yeah. It's like it's like Hal's there, and he's like, I'm telling mom and dad, <laughs> <laughs> you're an asshole. You're gonna... it, it really is a sinister. But I don't I don't know if this was a twist on the old mythology, but um, Abin Sur's um, his BFF. 
is Sinestro's, you know, best. Abensur trains sure. Sinestro, yeah. but Sinestro marries Abensur's sister. Yes. Is that well, new? Well, yes. No, it's not because we found out that um, that uh, Sarnak is his daughter. We found that out. That's the, right. The, okay. Right. All right. Yeah. I so, forgot all about her. Yeah. She's but they, hot and red. She is hot. Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> with the jailhouse tattoos. Yeah. That's just cute. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you redhead all over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think half of that sentence would have left your your mouth before she completely like zapped you. Bzz, she ain't having it. But no, the, the, these issues are great. Yeah. So wow, let let that. let's pass it off to uh, Jason and find out what he's digging. I Unless shit, you're not, not done, uh, David. Oh, with these? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, we went into yeah. The, the Sinestro people know Sinestro's origin. It, it's it's a retelling of that. It looks great. Um, the relic is is a standout for me. Um, having read very few, if any, um, of the Villains Month issues. Although I do run a we do, I want to read the one that, uh, the Batman one that, um, Jeremy Hahn drew. Um, so there are a couple that I want to keep an eye out for. Oh, birthday shout out to Jeremy too. His yes, birthday. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, today. Go, um, go, go say happy birthday in New York to him. Yes, yes sir. Absolutely. Yeah. And the rest um, of the bad karma guys. That's right. Excellent. Absolutely. Um, but no, I'll, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what Jason has to say because maybe I can actually, Pitching on that one too. I'm uh, one of them. Yeah, I don't think you're going to pitch in on the first one I want to mention, um, which is uh, something that I acquired in the latest uh, and greatest top shelf sale that happens every year. Um, that is a book called Cave In ah. by Brian Ralph, uh, who is uh, an indie cartoonist. He's done a lot of stuff in Drawn and Quarterly. And he does a lot of magazine stuff too. He's sort of in the Kagan McCloud world in that regard that he, he makes as much of a living doing magazine stuff as he does doing comics. But, um, he has an amazing pedigree because he was one of the Fort Thunder guys. I was going to say, I knew you, you stole my, my thunder because I knew you were the Fort Thunder guys. Yeah. I just, can I, can I break in for a second and say that six years ago, would you have imagined would, Introducing someone as this person does a lot of work in drawn and quarterly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty fucking awesome. All it grown is. up. All grown up. You are all grown up, big boy. That's true. So, Cave In is, um, it's self described as an all ages title. Um, it is a tiny, I mean, we say it's a pocketbook. It is a pocketbook. It's 96 pages hard. It's a hardcover, but it's, um, just over five by six. So it's, it's even smaller than a digest. It's a very tiny little book. Um, and it's all illustrated, no words, and it's basically the 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 main character is uh, a skinny little cave dwelling humanoid that looks a lot like the mole men meets uh, Gollum from from Tolkien. Um, it's picture the the same round Kirby esque. Uh, meant to imply he's blind eyeballs, you know, and the bald head mm-hmm. with sure. a little bit more of the golem type ears and skinny frame. But he's, you know, he's, he's a, he's a subterranean creature that we're first introduced. He's chilling out on a hammock in his cave and a rat comes in and steals his food. Um, he, he, he finds a worm that he's about to eat and then the rat steals the worm. So he goes to find more worms and, um, and that starts this just crazy little adventure where he's swallowed by a giant worm creature and then is chilling out and living in the worm creature's stomach for a while. 
and then he escapes there and 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 he kind of falls through just a bunch of different almost random uh adventures and and in a sense there are a lot of them are are harrowing or life threatening um and they're just wild i mean like i said he starts off in a cave with a worm um he isn't about in, in in under the under the ocean or under the water i should say he is about in a um egyptian pyramid um and, and just all these crazy things keep happening in him and it's it's i still haven't come to the conclusion of 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 what brian was was trying to do with this book other than just tell the story because throughout this thing the the unnamed main character is just having a ball like as all of this is happening to him he's just got a smile on his face and he's helping other people along the way like he helps out the the rat he helps out um there's other other creatures alive inside of the warm stomach he frees them um in the in the pyramid he helps out a mummy um you know all the while sort of just barely escaping death himself and the art style uh and Vince you know, maybe I'll lean on you a little bit but it's a very simple art style very you know little line work not a ton of detail um but he does it in like a a, a three or four panel it, it's a square book almost it's 6 by 5 so it's almost square and he does three or four panels per page um and the the only really distinctive um, artistic choice outside of his his own style uh, of illustration is that every so often he decides to change the ink color. So it starts off in black, you know, with a thick black border, uh, and everything's drawn with black line work. And then, uh, and then when you get to the, the where he goes underwater, it turns into this bright, vibrant royal blue. Yep. And then it gets to the next part, and it turns into this bright. Not bright green, but like a royal green, uh, and then it goes to kind of a sandy color and so forth. Um, and it, it makes for this really nice, almost chapterization, you know, like a visual chapterization effect. Um, and it's like I said, it's ninety-six pages. I mean, there's not much to it other than it's. It probably took me twenty minutes to read. Um, and like I said, it is by design all ages, so it's certainly appropriate for a kid. Um, and it would be almost like. Uh, something you might see, kind of reminded me of something you might see in a, um, like a European short film, like animated film, like yeah. just this little journey and it kind of has a little bit of a circular, you know, begins where it begins is where it ends. Um, and like I said, it's like this guy, this guy, this kind of weird little dude having a fun time as he's barely escaping death a bunch of times. So, um, I have to go and, and look. I didn't have the chance because I read this today. Uh, I'm curious to see what, what Ralph said about the book and what he was really going for, if there's some broader meaning that maybe has escaped me on the first read. But uh, it was really enjoyable. And the one thing I will say is um, for 96 pages and that small form factor, um, because it's a hardcover, it's 14.99 cover price, which I do think is a little egregious um, <laughs> for what you get. But – you think this is the second or third year it's been available through the top shelf sale for three bucks. So just make a little mental note, listeners, that, uh, you know, we always get those questions every year with the top shelf sale. What should I get? What's worth ordering? Just, you know, make a little note here because this is definitely worth the price of an issue for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I don't see any reason why it won't be available again next year. So, um, now since you're a, since you're a Fort Thunder guy, Vince, I mean, are you familiar with his other work and or this? Oh yeah. I have all, uh, his stuff like uh what's the there's a trilogy daybreak i think yeah um no i've been following him for a long long time uh he, when you were talking about the 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 shifts in color and line 
Ralph's work emulates printmaking a lot. Okay. Nice. There, there's there's a real printmaking feel to it in that you can That's almost great. you can almost um, see it pulled off a screen like a screen print with the you know changing the the color for the the line the background it, there's, it's it's very hands on but right. if I remember I think this was. Re- um, Nominated for like a boatload of Eisners when it came yeah, out. Yeah, it was nominated for three Harveys and an Eisner. Harveys, Harveys, okay, yeah. yeah. Three Harveys and an Eisner. So. And I, I think it's great. I love his style. It's, it's, um, it's at once a story and, and uh, on the other hand, I can groove on individual panels. It's, it's as much about cartooning and printmaking and, 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 and visual manipulations as it is in like narrative. For yeah. me, anyway, I, I I just love his stuff. All, yeah. all those Fort Thunder guys are friggin' chameleons. They 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 can do so many different things and do them all well. It's, it's an, if you if you are not familiar with the Fort Thunder guys, Brian Chippendale, sure. um, Matt Brinkman, uh, Brian Ralph, Google those guys uh, and Fort Thunder, and you will see a whole messages, beautiful eye searing art um, and storytelling. They're all characters too. All of them became relatively. Well known, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, this dude does tons of work now in Wired and uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunch of other magazines, so New York Times. Yep. He yeah. Does. So, like I said, little little respite again, little, little rags like little that, palate cleanser. You know. Mm-hmm. Nice. That is cool. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Um. A couple uh, mentions of things that are coming out that we've talked about ad nauseum. Um, the God Hates Astronauts trade came out today. Yes. Oh, the from trade Image. F- from Image. They have, um, if you missed out on the God Hates Astronauts Kickstarter. Shame on you, first of all. Shame on you, first of all. Um, it was a beautiful hardcover. Ryan did an amazing job with it. But Image was smart enough to step up to the plate and release it as a trade paperback. If you like a really awesome and funny and hilarious and inventive and embrace the medium and um, darn near perfect comics, you might want to check out God Hates Astronauts. And if you don't, you're dumb. Um, (laughs) And uh, I take that as... Take that as a challenge. Um, uh, the first uh, volume of Lazarus, is that out? The first volume, I believe, came out today. Probably first, um, the first four issues, right? Or is it the first three? The fourth issue came out today? So yeah, it's it's the I think the first volume is if it's not out, it's going to be out real soon. And okay. I've, uh, spoilers, um, my mm, my um, um, eleven Blair o'clock um, best series of two thousand thirteen. Oh, just oh. two thousand thirteen. <laughs> uh, it's really fucking good, guys. If you're not reading it, it is so smart. I have it is I have so good. on it. I want. I I need to. That is. <sighs> I, mean, I read the first really. issue. And, uh-huh. and and I, I I loved it, and I'm reading the second issue, and I'm like I I'm not I'm I'm doing it at the service. I'm not I, I I'm it's something I need to sit down and just spend time with. It's not it's not your typical it's not a typical big two issue where you're just going to be able nope. to breeze through it. It it you need to I mean aside from a big ass world building yeah exa- aside from the world that 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 Greg is is bringing us into here the, the lark's art is is amazing but i can't it, it's it's not a 
it, it's not an issue of Ruckus Wolverine. It's where, where I, you know, I, I know what's going on and I can just, you know, I can kind of blank out for a few minutes and so, enjoy this. It will whereas, it read very well in trade form yeah. and support this book because there is a very big story that is being told here. And I haven't, I haven't talked to Greg about the, about the bigger story and where he's going, but you can just tell there's a really big world that they are just barely scratching the surface of right now. And they, they want to tell a big story. So support this book. If you are a fan of, you know, dystopian future or sci-fi or the espionage, I mean, there's, there's so much stuff going on in this, you know, socio-economic stuff. It's an action flick. Um, all you people out there that that scream about not enough um, female action heroes. I mean, it's this is this is a really really good and smart and well drawn and just good comic. And you know, for me, that finds it hard to to find stuff that makes me excited about comics sometimes. Every time this comes out, I put it down and say, man, if like all comics were like this, I would quit my job and sit around my house and read comics all day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that good. I wish that was possible to do that. Um, if all comics were as good as Lazarus, I would make that happen. No, I'm talking about economically feasible. Yeah. That would be great. I got something from last week to continue the uh, the uh, horror thread. Oh yeah, uh, you do for this month. Uh, what with it being Halloween and Ooh, all. Oh, you're gonna make Chris and I smile now. I'm gonna make you smile, especially Chris, because I've been talking about it for years. You have been talking about it for years, yeah. and 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 I initially jumped on, loved it, and then I just lost the uh, the train. I, I for some reason I got knocked off and never went back. But I have read everything. Uh, published to date in the Lock and Key series. Well, I see. I haven't read Omega because that's just, the hardcover hasn't come out yet. So. Oh, I didn't read I, that. I, I've got the last. Okay. I, I saved. I'm, I'm with Jason. I'm saving the last arc. I'm going to sit down. Wow. I'm going to grab a bottle of wine. Aww. I'm going to light some candles. I'm going to tell my wife to <laughs> fuck out of the house. Hilarious. And I'm going to. I'm going to read the last the the last story arc by itself and have a very very fulfilling mm-hmm. evening. Right. I have a feeling when Vince is done, it's going to make me want to finish the first volume tonight. Dude. I, uh, I know. I, I I just, because something else always comes up and I stop it and I need to go mm-hmm. back to it. That was my problem. Um, I, I put it on the, on the side. Uh, I sidelined it for whatever reason. Dumb idea. Because, uh, as Chris has, um, informed us many, many times, it is probably one of the most inventive comics I've read in a so good, dude. long, so good. long time. Chris um, has never been more right than with that. Yeah, I mean Joe, Joe, Joe Hill, another guy with a great pedigree who looks uh, just like just his dad. Like his dad. Yes. Yeah, um, it doesn't write in the style of his father. There's, it's, it's, it's there. It, you can, you can, yeah. you can feel it, but it's different enough that yeah, it's, um, it's not region bound. Uh, exactly. His father's oh, right, his right. father's he, tied to Maine. Well, tied set to, to, I mean, it's pretty reasonable. <laughs> well, no, I mean, in the fact that, well, no, I can't say that either because the setting is very much a character in this book too. It's, it's yeah. very, very yeah. New England. Set there, very New England. Yeah, but I think the unsung hero of this, and 
the the fact that this man is not a monster. Well, he being, will be. I mean, he's yeah, um, Gabriel Rodriguez. Oh my God! So oh, geez. his yeah. his facility with facial expression. He, mm-hmm. he you feel what these characters are going yeah. through. And, and, facility. Look at you. That's a word, right? Um, um, it's in addition in to, to Rodriguez, and I'm, I, I don't want to step on you here. Yeah. Uh, this book, maybe more, and with all regard to to Dave Stewart and and our buddy Val and and mm-hmm. a, a lot of you know a lot of other amazing colorists in the industry. Jay Photos made me really pay attention to what a colorist brings to oh, a book. Sure, exactly. It's I was going to so, say that too because that so Rodriguez has a very airy style. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't. Do a lot of noodling in the shadows. I mean, it's just strong line carries most of the, the, the figures and the, and the backgrounds. A colorist could have a field day with this guy. Yep. But photos for, uh, to his credit does not. The colors are understated. He, he gets the job done and he's, as Frank would say, don't jerk off on stage. <laughs> right? Yep. He's, he's not out to impress anyone. Or please himself, he's out to serve. Uh, in Frank's case, the song. In this case, the comic. Right? He's a, he's a gentle lover. Ah, it's nice. But uh, I, I, you know me. Full disclosure: I'm not embarrassed to admit anything. I yelled so loud when I got to one issue, when I got to the first page of one issue, I almost peed. And that is, uh, I want to get this right, Keys to the Kingdom, issue number one. When Rodriguez does the Bill Watterson tribute, oh, holy, oh my God, dude, I know. holy crap. I uh, was like, uh, how perfect is that yeah, for one Bodie? Of the best, one of the best comic issues you've ever read. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. On, when you talk about best single issues, that needs to be... Unbelievable. And, awesome. and, and to, you know, a lot of guys have aped Watterson to varying oh. degrees. Rodriguez nails it. It's it's such a tribute that fits the story, and it it tells exactly what it needs to be, and it's it's it is absolutely perfect in every way. Yep, it's so good. I agree. I agree. And a lot of the joys of of Lock and Key are, um, well, we kind of the the reader kind of mirrors or becomes the the characters in in the. In the way where they'll uncover a key, and they have to learn what the key does, and we learn and we we um, experience along with them. It's awesome the way he he manipulates you. Like, oh, Bodie found another key. Ooh, let's see what it does. Holy crap! It pulls the yeah. top of his head off. Like, the- it's, it's that it's that childhood sense of exploration because every story centers around the children and their sense of imagination mm-hmm. and it's everything that was like c.s lewis's um uh, the 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 lion the witch in the wardrobe yeah is is in here it, it's about childhood innocence and exploration and coming of age right it, 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 it's also so that's good. also mirrored in the fact that the adults kind of forget what the keys do after a while and they forget yeah, about exactly. the keys exactly yep. Yep. um but um Two things. If I had the mind key, I, I would be the greatest comic book historian on the planet because I would just jam them all right into my head. And, and uh, B, if I were, uh, if I was a character in this story, I would totally be Gaga for Kinsey. 
totally head over heels in love love with her. Yeah. Yeah. She's an amazing character. Uh, Visually, she's hot, but... Who's your favorite, who's your favorite character out of, I mean, everyone in the, in the book, and there are, every character is three dimensional. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite character? Kinsey. Kinsey? Mm-hmm. Kind of a Bodhi fan. Oh yeah. He's so lovable and, and brave and, 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 uh, inquisitive. He's just, he, he's the, the ultimate kid, right? I can see my son in Bodhi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. uh. And you, you actually, and the writing is so, Deft that you you fear for the kid in certain situations. Like, dude, what are you doing? Get the hell out of there, dude! Like the whole scene or this bunch of scenes with the well. What are you doing? Like, I know, just, but it's kids. You know, I know. Kids. Back the hell off. Um, I I I I cannot stand Dodge. Can, absolutely cannot stand uh, he she. Whenever this character comes on panel, it's just I. I I can see myself like my my, my nose starts to wrinkle One and I just cannot freaking stand them. Characters you've ever encountered. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Pure, pure, pure evil because that character is so charismatic yeah. whenever it wants to be, and it exists to do nothing else than than attract people and then destroy them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the legwork's been done too. I mean, Hill. There, there's nothing extraneous in this. Like the the play um, where um, Locke Senior, uh, to which he contributes, and you see the photo with with Dodge and the whole uh, cast in their high school days. Yeah, the the play was the Tempest. Like how perfect was yep. that for this story? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's just it's so smart, so well written, beautifully illustrated. It is. I have to say, goddamn Neesman. <laughs> that this, I, I think Lock and Key ranks up there with one of my one of my all time favorite series. All I can do is report. I had nothing to do with it. You, whenever something is really good, you just know it. And yeah, that book, from the word go, from the first issue, you're like, you know what? This is something special. And they've taken their time. They have told their story. It's the same. Artist, colorist, writer, editorial, as far as I know, from the very beginning, and they have done nothing but tell a consistently perfect story. Um, have you read, um, there's the, um, they, they put out a one shot that was kind of, um, well, they did the Grindhouse issue. Yeah, they did. You read that? Mm hmm. Awesome. And then kind of, they get into the the history of the keys and the house. Yeah, it's kind of like a like an a hot move issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. The handbook issue. Yeah, David, it's, David, um, you're going to eat this up. Can't wait. Oh, there there, there are instances of um. Oh, it's very there's gory parts. I mean, it's very yeah, and a lot of them have um animals involved in some spots, but it's 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 a necessary thing, I think. Oh, and there are moments that. That make you absolutely want to cry, yeah. but that's it's it's an emotionally wrenching series because he, he's so good about making you care about these characters, and he does it across across different 
at different times mm-hmm. and different eras, and there are characters that you are introduced to in their old age, and then you go back, you know, in in time yep. and see them as as young, vibrant people, and then you see them meet their ends in their old age. And, and it would have been an awesome TV show. I wish that pilot had. Uh, yeah, and you know, let's not. Uh, I always like to mention this. Um, Rodriguez is a great illustrator, but he's also a pretty damn fine designer too. Because oh, uh, the shadow creatures, the, I yeah. love the Spartan guy and um, the that that creature that um, I guess we can call it, uh, Kinsey's fear. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that creature is really disgusting. Yeah, and, and just amazingly well realized. And it, every time it comes on, you cannot help but feel like revulsion for this thing oh, look at it it's just it's, it's icky right and it's all spiky and 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 ragged as it should be and it's just amazingly well done uh all the the the, the uh shadow creatures are and uh i won't spoil it for david but oh. let's just say the scene with the big key was awesome. <laughs> it was uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, just so cool. Uh, yeah, read lock and key. Uh, uh, did, did you find yourself like cheering out loud yeah. at certain parts of this, or throwing the book down in disgust because you're so mad that a character dies, or uh, you get so emotionally involved in these characters, and that that I think is one of the one of the absolutely great signs of when when a writer or a writer artist team they they capture you and they they take you hostage and they make you care about characters and it makes you hate them for doing that because you know they're not real and you end up caring about them more than you do like real people mm-hmm. yep that's what they've done with this series yeah sam lesser is just a slug but I don't buy the whole. I had a bad upbringing. No, nah. you know, Sam. I, Sam has. Sam has his moment. He's yeah, he does, but he also has issues. Like, um, he reminds me a, moment. a lot of um, God from Preacher, the vampire. Um, yes. Well. That's the vampire, right? Cassidy's the vampire. Yeah, yeah because he'll do anything, literally. Um, including get down on his knees uh, to get where he wants to go. And again, that scene with the truck driver, holy mackerel. I was like, I was, it takes a lot to disturb me. It really Sam, does. Sam, I was going to say. And it was so subtle the way they did it. Pearson, but yeah. So subtle. Sam has to cross a um, physical, <laughs> spiritual threshold. So there, the, but Sam has this moment. And, you know, and that's, does, that's, but and the, that's the uh, truck driver. You should, Come and school my wife on that. You're good. <laughs> oh, no. There's no character in that book that is without blemish. You can't, you can't remove there, any of the characters from the narrative. They all matter. You take there, one out, it's not the same. There's no character without blemish, and there's no bad character that doesn't have some sort of redeeming quality maybe well, there is one. and I'm withholding judgment on the most evil of them. Right, right, right. Because we just don't know. Mrs. Locke kind of pissed me off uh, with the whiny <laughs> let's all feel sorry for me bullshit and, you know, diving into the bottle. Yeah, that, remember, does she love her children? Yes. And, 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 and through more than most people could ever handle? 
Yes, yeah, but, but there's a point she's where she's not raising up. She's not. She's not there when they need it most. Exactly. I mean, but, you know, but, the sympathetic but, angle uh, can only go so far. How most people would react. Oh yeah, I think it's she's a very real character. Well, most people yes. are, are I mediocre. I think she's very real. I, I just, but I, I think she's also not very admirable or likable. And yeah, she's not. I mean, uh, I have trouble feeling sympath- sympathetic. For I her. have a lot of trouble I feeling sympathy, sympathy for. Her. I don't like what she's done, but I can certainly understand. Is if you're a survivor, prove it. You 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 and lived she, through pretty much the, the worst. She's not. Not everybody is. Well, she that's not the. She has to be. She has three people depending on her. She has to be. She doesn't have a choice yes, in the matter. Some people just aren't that strong, well, right? And I think that's the point, right? Is of the character. I think that we're the fact that we have such a strong reaction to her proves again the point that, Joe, that Hill's a great writer because yeah, because she 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 makes you feel we we can we can identify with her as a character in the real world. I I agree that she's very very hot. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> especially with the, with the, uh, the brace, the brace is hot. Nothing like a woman with a, with a leg brace. Dude, you know that? I don't, it's totally off kilter, but did you see the movie Crash, Vince? Uh, no, that's, uh, Cronenberg? Yeah. I, no, I, just, I didn't. Yeah, I think it's David Cronenberg. So, yeah. yeah. It's James Spader's in it. And... I've heard things and I'm a huge oh, well, Cronenberg yeah, fan, yeah. but I just haven't seen that for, right. for whatever reason. It's, it's, it's a movie I think you would enjoy. I, I, it baffled me, but, well, but you what, said you what, like your golden brace. I mean, you know, they're basically having act. The premise of the film is oh, that they're yeah. having horrible accidents to get themselves off. Right, right, yeah. And then having sex and like in the aftermath of the accidents. Yep. Gotta love Cronenberg. What movie? Crash. Crash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cronenberg's a guy. Oh, I was is... thinking. You said Crash. For some reason, I just thought of Traffic, which is absolutely in the oh, other fucking direction. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, to. uh Give credit where it is due. Chris has been uh, singing, wow. singing the praises. Singing All I the did praises. was report on the facts, sir. I know. That well, it was a very awesome series. Yeah, and it, and it, I agree. It, it is. It's, it's almost too awesome. Hmm. We're spoiled it's like, by this. It's like, it's like you saying Jack Kirby is imaginative. You were he, just he does have some facts. skills. He does. Well, he did. God bless him. He has skills in heaven now. Heaven. Heaven. That's right. Jeez. There, you cannot. Have a soul that grand and not give it its props. Speaking of heaven, just a quick, not and not really a comic thing, but uh, I put this on Twitter. Uh, any anybody that hasn't seen it needs to see. This is the end. It is freaking hilarious. Is it funny. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. It's really <laughs> really hilarious. So Money's let's look at it shit. this way, Jason. If there wasn't a heaven when Kirby died, the very fact that he passed on created heaven. It would have created it. Yep. Nice. <laughs> He's hanging out in. Uh, I thought he was hanging out in uh, Command D. Well, he can hang out wherever he wants. He, he's he's the shaper. He's he's the cartographer. Heaven's cartographer. How's that? There you go. Yeah. Aww. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, cool. Yeah. So what else we got? Uh, I, got, I got something that uh, is going to make David smile. Oh, okay. Whew. Yep, yep. Um, and it's something that uh, has been sitting on my shelf for a good long while now. Uh, oh. And I just, uh, you know how it is sometimes you, you forget things are there or you True. just move on. And then so I, 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 went, down, I went down to my uh, my, my man Kizave and uh, <laughs> looked around and said, let me read something off here that I haven't, uh, that I had. Break you know, stuff that, off. Break, break some off, little son. So, um, 
I pulled off the two uh, beautiful hardcovers that I received thanks to a successful Kickstarter campaign from Mr. Jason Brubaker. Uh, remind. Ah. Which I know our, our boy King Dap talked about lovingly uh, some time ago when he read it. Um, and uh, I don't know what the hell I was waiting for, man. It was phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, you already said all this, so I don't want to act like uh, you haven't already covered this. Oh, so good. It's been but almost dude, a year. I mean, about it. This dude is a hell of a good cartoonist. Yes, he is. Um, and and it's it's just you talk about fearless with a line. I mean, he he's you know um, it, it's it's such beautifully detailed work, but at the same point in time, um, you know he he's not beholden to like a ruler. You know what I mean? Like he'll he he lets it flow, man. He just yeah. he lets it flow. He's not afraid of angles. Little you know some of the lines are just teeny bit you know jagged here and there, but but yet. The, the the finished product is like just hyper detailed and, and gorgeous, very manga esque in that regard, you know. Um, but uh, you know, again, apologies to those that have already, you know, when David reviewed this, so it's going to be comic co- covering similar ground. But but this is not a book. This is not th- this story was not what I expected it to be, um, you know, because the the uh, you know that there's a, a very attractive young lass involved, and you know that there, there, there's her cat. You know, you know that those are the premise of the, but her cat is named Victuals, which uh, is an interesting name for a cat. And um, she lives in a lighthouse. Um, and I guess, David, would you get the sense this is kind of like the future? I mean, it's either like a alter- slightly alternative world or it's the future. I, I can't, you know, I mean, or both. I, I go with the future. Yeah. So she's living on in a lighthouse in um, in a town and. Uh, or I should say just off the coast of a town. And this town is kind of like Loch, like Loch Ness in, in that um, there has been a legend that's built around it, um, actually fostered originally by her father, um, involving a lizard man. And and because her father claimed to have seen a lizard man, there a lot of the town's uh, uh, whole makeup is, is premised off that i mean it's uh you know it's just it's tourism it's a tourist trap people come and 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 try and and look for the lizard man and, and there's you know the the town has got all kinds of touristy places and tchotchkes and all that sort of thing and she's never really bought into it and she she's kind of embarrassed by it but she you know she's a townie and she's lived there and she just kind of chills out as a loner with her cat uh, and then her cat goes missing um and, and then you know she's bummed out whatever and the cat shows back up all raggedy and like a drowned rat and with a, with a mouse in his, in his mouth. And, uh, you know, about a week later and she's like, Oh, where the hell you been? And, and all of a sudden, uh, Victual starts talking to her. <laughs> and so she's like, am I going nuts? Whatever. So she just goes with it. Cause again, she's a loner. So for weeks she's just talking to her cat, but the cat is acting, uh, very much not like, I mean, it's, it's acting like you would see in probably the, you know the the sci-fi movie trope where where somebody's possessed or an alien comes and takes over a body. It's asking her questions like, "What's this? How does this work?" Um, and, and Victual's eyes are now green, almost amphibian-like. So you know that there's something amiss. Um, but like, it takes a twist from there because we're kind of we we realized quickly that that Victual's is is inhabited by the the mind of a a lizard man. And, and, and it turns out her dad was right. There is a world under the water that, uh, that is, is built around this, you know, amphibian humanoid, um, species. And this grand, almost Macbethian political intrigue around this, this civilization evolves with victuals and, uh, the, the mouse who's 
another another character, but but involved in the story, and and she get all involved in this intrigue involving a king and some some mad science, and it's got a little bit of Wizard of Oz, don't look behind the door type of thing, um, mm-hmm. and it's just this crazy fast paced, uh, nuanced layered adventure that takes place, um, and it's just set in this wonderfully creative world. Again, there's these amphibian creatures, um, but then there's also just some unbelievably gorgeous uh, underwater illustration um, like plant life and, and anemone and, and it's just uh, it's just there were so many pages um, you know two page spreads in particular where I just sat there and stared at the art for much longer than I would typically in reading a comic yeah. you know just just breathtaking stuff um, and I'd say it's I didn't do a page count but I'd say between the two volumes it's probably what around maybe 200-ish pages David you'd say yes I would yeah I think the first volume was a little bigger, a little thicker, mm-hmm. but right. yeah, I definitely maybe a hundred and change in in one and over ninety in the other. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, would you compare? I mean, it, it it's got a little bit of like a Wizard of Oz vibe to it, like in the sense that they're kind of like they go to this world where most people probably think it doesn't exist, but it does, and then by the end they're out of that world in a sense, but not entirely. You know what I mean? Which is kind of how Wizard of Oz works. The the, the town also made me think of. Um, the uh, the village Popeye ends up in in the uh, Robin Williams movie. Okay, okay. I gotta but have no, to pull it, mine it was, off the shelf. No, yeah, it's it's it's. Damn like Jason said, it's beautiful. I mean, I the I don't coloring know. is gorgeous. I mean, it's like I it, it, I mean, I assume most of this is painted just by nature of the colors. Memory serves, I think it was. I yeah, so. it's it's uh, it's and and he's you know again. Um, He's got mad chops when it comes to layouts. You know, I mean, it's not... This is a guy who understands that comics afford you an ability to do things that other mediums cannot. I like that. Say that again. Comics afford you the ability to do... is a medium that affords you the ability to do things others cannot. That's right. It's a unique medium. Yeah, absolutely. And he takes advantage of that, you know. Um, And it's uh, it's just great. It's funny. It's it's heartfelt. Yeah. there's just a, there's a ton of heart in it. it. It it has you know you 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 have moments where you really are rooting for these these the protagonists in the story to 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 succeed. Um, uh, it's it's just uh, yeah it's fantastic. I mean in a weird sense because I'm such a fan of the uh, the uh, JRPGs you know the old like the Japanese role playing you know the like Final Fantasy like I kept thinking like boy this would be an awesome JRPG like you're trying to man, get my I would, pants. What's that? You're trying to get my pants. I would love to be Victuals and his mom <laughs> and and her like I would just love it, you know. It would be so much fun to be all these different characters because they each would have to go to different places and do certain things to pull this all off. Just it was great, man. Like I said, I mean, um you know, I'm glad I mean I bought this off Kickstarter site unseen just because the packaging looked so good and the and the, the, the um you know, the preview art was so breathtaking, but uh but the story holds up, as you said, probably what a year and a half ago now by now. But uh, but man, oh man, if 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 this is for some reason sitting on your shelf unread, remedy that. And um, I hope it's available to be read elsewhere. Um, is this a web comic, David? Is I, this a- yes, it's, it's original. Yeah. Um, it was, so yeah, uh, I I read the. I read the digital verse because I, I remember reading it on the train because I was going into the city for training. So I remember I read it on the iPad. Um, train for training. I would love to, to see it on 
in a physical copy on on the page. Um, I remember when this Kickstarter was originally uh, yeah. live, and you said you sent me a uh, a DM. You're like, dude. I said, what? And you gave me the link. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have one look thank, at the art, um, and I, I, have I have to thank Night Nurse. Travis sent me the uh, for um, for the gift exchange. He sent me the oh, codes yeah. to, oh, to the right. digital. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's how I was able to read it. Um, yep. And it's yeah, it, it's it's one of those gifts that that keep on giving. It, it, it's 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 a beautiful looking book, and uh, and, and I I still think of the story every once in a while. I still yeah, think of pictures. I love that he. Again, he, he the the world the underwater world is is just totally alien looking as it should be, yeah. right? Like like it should be. It should it, it it's not beholden to our rules of design or physics, sure. and it, and that's I love that. I mean, I love that. I, it bums me out when more creators don't don't do that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And um, and and I also love that the the the. There's a sci-fi element to it too, uh, outside of the the different creatures, and that yeah. you know her father was an inventor, and then she's an inventor, and she's really skilled, and she just builds a lot of shit, even though she doesn't have much use for it. But it turns out that a lot of the stuff she's been building over the years turns out that she has a, a use for it now. So, yeah, you know. You, and you mentioned that it's like swing away, Meryl. You 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 sparked um, an idea in my head. I think underwater characters should be massive uh, in the various. Universes like Aquaman should be a lot bigger than he is. Namor should be a lot more cut, a lot more, lot, lot bulkier, because their environment has built-in well, resistance. Now you're thinking, now you're thinking next men. No, I am thinking with, with the super huge legs. But I mean, fast, if, but. if if you were in in a in a environment that offered you resistance every time you made a move, it's yeah. But that's why. But but I guess that that's why. Their their skin is denser. Is yeah, I was going like to say plenty of sea creatures not, are not large. Yeah, right. The, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon, or, or um, keep talking. I got to give my wife my clothes. The, this cat just punched me in the fucking face. Like an anglerfish is not big, but it's right. got dense well, you scales. You know, um, yeah. I mean, they have to they, just because they have to withstand the pressures of of the ocean that that shouldn't make them bigger. I wouldn't think. Or like an octopus, right? It doesn't. It, it survives. Or jellyfish. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, how 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 malleable and and thin skinned does that look? But it, but it would make you bigger because you your every motion would be there. There'd be you're a say bigger. It sounds like you're actually saying mu- muscular. I'm muscular, muscular. Yeah. Mus- okay. Muscular. You would you would by nature be be muscle. more muscular because you you have all this these forces pushing against everything you do. And well, then, then, and then, the the deeper you get, the more pressure on your body. So you'd have to be of thicker constitution just to survive down there, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I see the size part of it, but the muscular part I get. Well, I, I equate muscular with size. Well, muscular. I don't mean giant. It, it, like, Speaking of muscular, who's going to get size Stallone's in, uh, autograph this not, weekend? Not me. <laughs> I can't even understand him half of the time. Four hundred ninety-five dollars. Get out of here! Oh, you didn't know that? No, I don't think that that's He's not worth that. That's Maybe insane, 15 though. years ago. Dude, 400 to get his freaking autograph. Nah, that's all right. I'd be like, nah. How much? Dude. <laughs> how much? I'm like, nah, son, you made Rocky Five. Oh, shit. Wait, how much to get his autograph? $195. What? Just shy of five. Who do you think he is, Frazetta? Why not just go up to 500 bucks? Why I know. Four plastic surgery? <laughs> 
He's got to make Expendables four, dude. He's going to produce. God, does he? Jesus, that's fucking disgusting. And and uh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, I want to real quick to say congratulations Wait. to uh, to Pittsburgh. Oh, he's had a a wonderful season. Great competitors, and um, oh, I said golf game is in shape. Ah, oh, boy. Most of our listeners will have no idea what Chris is talking about. But I don't have an idea what Chris is talking about. The Cardinals about. just beat the Pirates, and he's... he's oh, okay. <laughs> no, great great job by the Pirates. So what's that insult injury? What what doesn't the, the 495... No, no, no. They had a great... No, they had a great no, team. Chris is going to keep talking about sports, even though no one cares. Is Eddie insult injury, he... The 495 gets you a signature, but if you want a picture with it, it's another 50 bucks. Oh my god! Oh no! Can't just spend 50. You got to spend 495. It's like being paid 50 dollars to be beaten. What the hell would you want that? Um, all right, back to comics, real quick. Yeah. Uh, because I have a tremendous amount of work to do today uh, in preparation for tomorrow. Got lots to do, right? Wouldn't you know it? There was an Amazon box on the on the doorstep. Uh-huh. And do you know what was in it? What? Battling Boy. Paul Pope's new book. Oh, yes. Uh, from, from first second. Uh, and despite the fact, or in spite of the fact, that I had so much to do, I still sat down for about 45 minutes with it. I read about a, a third of it. And is this a surprise? It's, it's so lovely. Oh my god. It's, it's amazing. He's gonna be at Comic Con. I know, and I, I I would like to bring it, but I don't want to risk banging it up because uh, it's a, another one. Yeah, and you know what? You can because it's only sixteen bucks. There you go. But I bought it from Amazon, so it only cost me like nine. But yeah. full color, Paul Pope, um, crafting a boatload of new characters. It's a pretty cool story. Um, superheroes of a sort. Uh, it's it, it's just amazing, and where you see the color on it, gorgeous. Gorgeous color. You, this is the no-brain buy for 2013, I think. It took so long for this thing to actually see the light of day. I'm, I'm stoked to actually have it in my hand. And it's here. It's here. Read it, dude. Did you buy it? Yes, I did. All right. Dubai. Giant creatures. I ordered it through previews, though, so it should be. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Why would he lie? Yeah, I'm getting a little bit ticked off with Amazon. Awesome. Yeah, what? I am because uh, I never had a problem before, but lately things have been coming in less than pristine condition. I've had some shit come in absolutely fucked up, and it pisses me off so, to the to the point that um, our our illustrious sponsor that if I'm going to order an art book or something that I want in archival shape that I'm going to put, you know, if I'm going to order shelf porn, I'm going to start making sure that I order through in-stock trades because yeah. everything they send is fucking pristine. I've come to the similar conclusion because I almost, uh, I have the entire run of the eerie and creepy uh, yeah. uh, archives. And initially I got them through instru- uh, DCBS and then the Amazon discounts were deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lately... They've flipped. The Amazon discounts are nowhere near. Uh, I think DCBS offers 40%, uh, either 35 or 40% for those, and it's not, not even close to, to Amazon's. And so I've been getting them through 
DCBS. But today, I got the fourth volume in uh, the Craig Yo um, horror series from IDW. This one, the, the Jack Cole volume, came today, and the oh. the the spine up in the top corner <coughs> is split like it was dropped. Mm. It's like, dude, I can't have that. I mean, I, Dude, I, I, I had, reluctantly, I, I'm not going to buy another one. It's not happening. But well, are you? Bu- I mean, sometimes you'd be careful. Um, I mean, just because you order, it, like sometimes things aren't from Amazon specifically. This wasn't. It was in a fulfillment box. Well, that's uh, there. You go. So that's part of the problem. Yeah. Amazon specifically is usually awesome with their packaging, but uh, they're you know third party wise, they don't have as much control, obviously. And the, to to make matters worse, the box was far too big. For the books uh, contained therein, it was uh, the the Jack Cole book is about an inch thick, a l- little less, and then mm-hmm. the, the Pope is about eh, half an inch. So they they were bundled together, but the box was like at least three inches thick, and and I it's all banging around in there. I'm like, what the hell is this? Uh, and it, the book was in uh, the book was damaged, nastily damaged, and I'm kind of ticked off. I sent someone uh, a a gift, and it was a. Uh you know, glass, and wouldn't you know, freaking, uh, one of the glasses was totally shattered when it arrived. Oh, no. Oh, that sucks. Well, say lovey. Send them a tube of super glue and say, I just bought you a project. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, ba- uh, Batling Boy is gorgeous. And um, what else did I read? Um, well, I, I, I tried to read all of the... Uh, DC villain issues. I don't know why, but uh, and and uh, my daily jaunts to Bleeding Cool, they have the market results and the surveys and everything. And mm-hmm. I, I guess DC cleaned up on the. Well, on they, the they released well, 130 yeah. Yeah. issues. Yeah, right. And uh, but yeah. I mean, this in spite of that, some people are either buying them just to for the fancy ass covers, or they're actually attracting people. And, um, so I, like a long story short, I read a 90% of them and really? yeah, I did. I'm just interested. I'm, I'm thinking if I should sp- speak on this stuff, I should have an informed opinion, right? Sure. So I'm on my lunch hour. I, I would read a couple and, uh, mm-hmm. I got to say, I, I hope DC's after this current incarnation of this character i hope dc's done kicking them in the balls because kurt langstrom cannot catch a break mm. they they love to abuse the man bat and i'm yeah. thinking why what wh- what about this character just invites like abuse in, in this story his wife uh took uh, a similar formula as and is now this female man well woman bat yeah, and, she, and and yeah. she's and she's nasty like she, uh, she, she kills. She, there's the one part earlier in the story where he's flying by and, and something swoops down and just picks up a kid and, mm-hmm. and flies off. And he's like, wait a minute. And it's his wife and they fight and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, she, she kind of comes close to trouncing him, but he takes her, um, formula, the formula that, so he combines his formula with her formula and he's going nutso now. He has the same bloodthirsty kind of, uh, you know, killer rampage that that she is has, and it's just like give Kurt Langstrom a break. The 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 last miniseries I read, um, I think it was Bruce Jones, did the same thing to him. Like they they love to kick this character in the balls. Why? Well, what's he? Sp- I mean, I don't know much about Man Bat. So what's like 
Isn't he, he a villain? Like, what's the point? No, he's not. Well, initially he wasn't a villain. Back in the okay. Batman family days, and that's where I fell in love with the character, thanks to one man, David. Who would make me fall in love with a character? Michael Golden drew the shit out oh, of Man is? Bat back in the days. Yeah. The, the Batman family? Yep. Or the, the dollar issues, right? The, the big ones, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I've been in, uh, a fan of Man Bat for seemingly ever. And oh, yeah. I, I love to see him, but it seems like whenever he pops up, it's just like, let's just put this character through the ringer. He's like the whipping boy. Wasn't he the uh, first villain in the Batman animated series? Wasn't he in the pilot? Nah, I, I'm, that's a that's a huge blank for me. Okay. The animated series. I don't know. Chris would know. Chris, for what? The animated series Batman. Wasn't Man Bat the first villain? Was he in the pilot? I, th- I think he was. God, but, I have to go back and take a look. Uh, he's such, such yeah, a cool character. Prominently, yeah. He's a man who's a bat. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, a it's man a, bat. Yeah, it's so cool. And and just to, like the, the flip on the title character, he's got the hyphen and everything, yeah. but he's just cool looking, you know I think what I mean? the only thing I ever uh, experience with him was the uh, old... Um, those 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 records. I when I was a kid, I had a record. Yeah, was, power, the, power yeah. records. Yeah, but he's but he's like um, Werewolf by Night with wings. Yeah, I love Werewolf by Night. You know, um, Jack is is a lot. Is Jack very Russell, sim- he's very similar yes. to, to to Kurt Langstrom in, in a lot of ways. But do something cool with Man Bat. Make him give him. I, don't know. I thought he was more like the lizard. You know, like Kurt Connors, like Jekyll Hyde type of thing. Yeah, there's that same shtick going on there too. Yeah, but I I gotta say I think visually Man Bat's a lot more interesting than the Lizard. Uh, okay. Uh, they're both interesting characters. Yeah, they they have they've had their moments. Under McFarlane, the Lizard was pretty awesome, right? Stop yeah. it! <laughs> Stop it right now! Yeah. You were on a fucking roll. You dude. got you uh. got you got a great. If you pair up lame ass characters with great artists like Hammerhead with uh, Bocello, you got yeah. a winning winning combination. Like I like Hammerhead. Yeah, but his he's got a flat head. Dude, I love the yeah. Mafia Wars, man. Oh yeah, Hammerhead and the Rose. The Rose. And yep. <laughs> Wait, who created Hammerhead? What, what is that a Ditko character or Romita? That might have been Romita, I think. At that yeah. point. Oh, definitely Romita. It was coming after thirty, what four or whatever it was. Yeah, thirty three was Ditko's last. And what uh, what was also introduced around? Uh, and I think Hammerhead. Yes, Hammerhead and the Jackal were in the issue. What did they introduce? What what Spider Man device was introduced in in an issue featuring Hammerhead? LSD, the buggy. Yeah, the Spider Mobile. Yeah. God love that. <laughs> uh, you don't like the spider mobile? Dude, it is, goes up walls. <sighs> yeah, it's just like just like the guy driving it who doesn't need it. <laughs> That's true. Whenever whenever we go to a, a toy store and I, my son and I see the the plethora of Spider-Man action figures, it's like why does Spider-Man need a helicopter? <laughs> they do that with Spider-Man and Batman. Right? I know. Yeah, do, yeah. Well, I could see Batman needing a helicopter, but like, Spider-Man... He needs night armor and aquamarine armor. Yeah, Spider-Man hey, has a, a So wetsuit. they could sell a Spider-copter? Well, sure, yes. exactly. But, I mean, it, it, in the stories, it would be stupid and redundant. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stupid. So there we go. What else we got? Should we should we curtail this because of NYCC, or, or what are we going to do? Let me check, okay. check the clock on the wall. Yeah, we we're just around that that time. By the time we do our in your travels is well, I had fun tonight. Aside from uh, from seeing each good. other, yes. What are you most looking forward to at the con? 
Way to um, rub it in. I, I think, I think Christopher's not being there, which is yeah. for, for me, seeing each other is 95% of it. And seeing everyone and being with everyone uh, who uh, endures our special kind of pain every week uh, and our friends, I don't know what I'm in. I, I'm, I'll probably spend money. I'll look for some, some cheap comics. But other than that, I have no plans other than just walking around and gawking with you guys. Uh, I am um, – last year since I – I was the only one of us who, who made it out there, and it was. That's true. It, it was like it was the week before, uh, Sandy. So I, I just I'm trying to focus on the positive. The uh, um, I only hung out in Artist Alley. I was only there for the one day for the Saturday. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing those folks again. I know exactly where Mahmoud's going to be, so I got to make sure to say hi to him. Um, Jamal isn't in Artist Alley. Jamal Igel will actually be. On, uh, on the show floor this year. Um, so I want to do my Artist Alley walkthrough, say hi to people that I don't get to see too often, uh, as well as some, uh, some four folks like, uh, Christopher Stark and, uh, and Joey and, um, Julian. And, who, who and Julian has, his own has thing going. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so, Scotty. The, and, and got, got to see Scotty the image booth. What? No, Scotty won't be there. Scotty's not there. Um, oh. Ron will be at the image booth. Say hi to him. But I mean, I, yeah, I'd like to make it to the, uh, to, to, to the main floor this year to see what's going on since, um. Ron who? Richards. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> uh, I know, yeah. I know. But, um, no, I just, I mean, it's primarily, it's, it's why I go to cons. It, it's to hang out with people I don't see too often. I don't have it. I, there isn't anything on my checklist that, you know, I need to, I'm not looking to fill any runs. I'm not looking for any sales. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll look through some art. Um, Jason knows really the one thing that I do kind of want to have done this weekend, which, um, it'll be neat to see if it actually yeah. happens. Um, I feel but, left uh, out now. No, well, I'll, I'll tell you. It's no big, um, but it's, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to basically, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll help Jason navigate through Artist Alley so we know. Uh-huh, my boo. <laughs> who, who to, who to attack Ooh, easiest, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, and, you know, and it's, no, it's, it's, it's weekend where I'm not going, I'm not driving down to Baltimore or Virginia. I'm not stressed over time or anything like that. I can, I can relax. Which I don't get to do too often at, at conventions, no matter where they are. Um, so I'm I'm kind of just looking forward to to hanging out with folks because there isn't anything that, uh, as far as I know, there isn't anything pressing. There isn't anything that 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 you know we're not pressed for time or have to go anywhere. So I'm just I'm I'm looking to just be chill and hang out. Yep, me too. Definitely hitting the book off. In Manhattan tomorrow. Hey, what's up with that? Oh, dude, cheap manga. A buck. They they have like a lot Is of... Is there any other kind of manga? Dude. I, oh, David. No. It's uh, expensive. Not, oh my God. No, it's... Uh, what Actually, what they sell used books. So people bring stuff in, trade it in, get new stuff. And they have... In the basement, it, there are thousands of, of uh, manga volumes for like a buck. Stuff you can't even find anymore. Like I, I've, I found so many great things in the basement. So Vince, we just are we just meeting you at the show then? No, <laughs> no, I, I no, 
I'm, I, I thought you were going to swing by and meet me. Well, I'm not going to go to the book off. No, I'm not spending all day there. It's like ten, like well, about an hour. We'll have to work that. I mean, you're, I you're arriving with... in the you're arriving in the city at one, right? Yeah. What time are you get out? I mean, I'm going to be inside the con building at three. Well, then I can go to the book off some other day. Oh, okay. That's that's not a, a re- you know it's not a prerequisite. Uh, whatever. Hey, everybody. <laughs> we thank you for being here with us. Remember. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Get your books, get them cheap, get them fast, get them in pristine condition, like, unlike that big old monolith in their fulfillment services, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Breath of Bones from our buddy Dave Wachter and Steve Niles and everybody. Seven forty nine. Richard Starks Parker, eight ninety nine. dollars uh, Slayground. Uh, Muppet, Muppets Omnibus Hardcover. Please don't hold me to this, but it's twenty four ninety nine. I hope you eventually pay that. And um, in your travels, uh, I did read one book that came out today, and I will not reveal anything of specific um, nature, but I will say I had to read Infinity Number 4, and it contains a character moment that ranks with the very best all-time character moments for this particular individual. I, I, I wanted to... I jumped out of my chair and I wanted to. Yeah, it's an amazing. Wow. It's an amazing sequence. It was masterfully written, and you need. It, we there was people talking that maybe Infinity was going to go down as it progressed. It's going up. This issue number four was definitely by far the very best issue to date. You guys, you guys just Aww. let me know when it's collected. No, it's amazing and it's it's so well. It's picture Bill Pullman in ID four. This is our Independence Day. God, it's one of those like, oh, look at, yeah, it's a great sequence and you need to read, you need to read, um, uh, Infinity. So good. So yeah, go, go get that. Um, okay. I, I gave you my, um, go and buy some collections because you need to, you need to own God Hates Astronauts. If you don't do that, just stop listening to the show. Because we don't like you. Um, same thing with Lazarus. <coughs> it's true. Um, I like everyone. No, you don't. Hold I, on. I, I, cough I, I, a second. I do. Whatevs. Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> um, but um, in your travels, after you go get God Hates Astronauts and Lazarus in uh, um, trade paperback format you need to like go to facebook and like the monster magnet page and check out their um their latest post today because over at at noisy i think yeah. it's noisy.com um wise or something it's uh noisy.vice.com um, there's an awesome interview with um the man dave windorf and they are streaming the entirety of the new Monster Magnet album, which is amazing. So go get your Monster Magnet on, read a great interview with Dave Windorf, who's a huge comic book fan, and um, um, listen to that while you're reading God Hates Astronauts. You're painting a picture. Yeah. Yes. There you are. Yeah. It's uh, picture, but it's a picture. <laughs> Oh, there's something that Jason and I can maybe discuss next week, so that's not going to be my In Your Travels. My In Your Travels is... team-ups going on. Uh, there <laughs> really is, right? It's great, great. Um, great, great. 
uh, I'm going to go ahead because I, I boughtened it last night and I read it today during lunch. Uh, the Continuing Adventures. It's uh, The Private Eye number four. Ooh. Um, I, uh, I'm still digging it. It's, it's, um, I know that, uh, there's, there's been a little bit of a wait between three and four and, and, and they did give us the making of, which was jam packed and was close to a hundred pages. Um, so if you like your behind the scenes stuff, you, you had that neat little fill in issue, but, um, there's, uh, there was no grandpa. Uh, there's no gramps this issue, but there was, there was a reference to the, uh, to the Paul administration. Uh, mm-hmm. but overall, oh, I, uh, only that were true. <laughs> stop it. I, uh, I, no, it's, it, it's more the same. It's Brian K. Vaughn. It's, 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 uh, it's Marcos Martin. It's, uh, something it's, it's the private eye. It, it, it's continuing the story that we started and, uh, and I am, I'm still very much digging it. And so that's, that's the panel syndicate.com. Go pay what you want. CBR, CBZ, PDF in three different languages and uh, enjoy. PDFs are evil. They really are. I hate them. It's Me true. Too. This is true. In your travels, um, let's see. What's, what didn't I talk about that I wanted to do this week? Oh, um, new, new number one uh, from Image Comics, Rocket Girl number one. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what I hope we're talking about. Oh, next yeah, week. yeah, oh yeah. okay. Uh, then, yeah, I won't just then read it so that you can join David and I as we talk about it next week. It is. Uh, I might read it too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Written by, I believe, I want to play. Montclair? David? Brandon or Brian? Uh, 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 Brandon, right? I, I gave you a reader. It's, it's, I think it's Brandon Montclair. Uh, if not, I apologize because I don't have it with in, in front of me. But uh, and it's uh, illustrated by Amy Reader, and it looks phantasmagoric. It yep. really does. So, yeah, <coughs> I'll triple sign that. Let's all read it and talk about it. Oh, and, and one other shout out, real quick, each other. Um, fan, uh, because you know, I don't know if this is going to sell on its own. Phantom X Max Number One. Yes, um, I read it. Uh, I'm an enormous Phantom X fan. Um, I am also uh, quickly becoming an enormous Sean Crystal fan, who is the, the provides the art chores. Uh, and if you're wondering why you don't see Sean uh, published as much work as uh, you might think he deserves, given his skills, he actually uh, he's a pretty big deal. He he's the head of SCAD. I didn't realize that. Ooh, he, he runs SCAD's art department. Of SCAD. So yeah, that's why that's I guess his quote unquote day job and a hell of a day job that is. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but either way. Yeah. It looks fantastic. He is in the, he, he's, he's got the, some serious cartooning chops, uh, and, and his, his style, you know, he's very much in that, uh, um, you know, the, the, the Tom Fowler, you know, derived from the great mad EC great type of style. And, uh, it works really well with this type of book, so. Sure. Very kinetic. Mm-hmm. And as it will, as it should be. Yes. And I, I have a page. From that first issue, waiting for me to pick up at the con. Look at you! You you know what? There is no grass growing under Jason Wood. <laughs> oh, this is he true. Yeah, he's there. You, you know what I'm looking forward to reading? Actually, that I I I need to because um, it'll be my first issue with the ninth issue. Savage Wolverine. You know who who's writing and drawing the the latest one, issue nine? I know this. You should. Well, you might. Alan Davis. No, close. Jock. Oh, okay, yes, right. Yes. 
I do recall that now. I need to check that out. I I liked the first arc. It was fun. I still have to read. I haven't read any of the Savage Wolverines or the Frank Cho drawn Wolverine. You know, I gotta say, the Frank Cho is exactly what you would expect of a Frank Cho written book. But damn, is it pretty? It exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not a stretch, but it sure looks great. It does. Okay. I am a huge. I'm a huge, huge. Uh, Shanna fan, and he does a great job drawing her. Dude, you can Very bounce cool. a quarter off her ass like about three oh, yeah. feet in the air. Yeah, she is tight. She is tight. Yep. Right. Thick. Yep. Thick. She's got a thick onion. Yeah. It's a good look. A moose knuckle. A good hey, look. everybody. Knuckle, dude. Moose knuckle. Ape knuckle. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, we hope to see you tomorrow uh, and this weekend in New York City if you're there. Don't make a special. Don't make a special trip. If you I'll, see, I'll be I'll be in Chicago if you're around. If you're in Chicago, go see Hattie Chris. Give me a call. Yeah, but if you see us, by all means, make Beautiful. sure to come up and and uh, commune with us, especially if you are a female type with the flaxen hair. We oh yeah, and we've had a lot of questions about um, like if we're gonna have a meetup, and we have nothing formal planned. We're kind of stunned. We're, we're looking forward <laughs> to uh, just being kind of chill this con, just yeah, doing yeah, our yeah. sort of thing, and. I mean, not to say we won't go out and maybe have drinks somewhere, and and we'll let y'all know if if we do go to a spot. But we're not, we're not like planning anything formal. So your best bet is to find us at the con. Yes, yeah. and if you and mention karaoke, turn around and start walking the opposite direction. Yeah, that's for never sure. fun. Never fun. Don't go out for barbecue. Could be fun, but no, nah, I don't think it's Hit ever us on fun. Twitter and stuff to see where we are. Yeah, we will we blah blah blah. We will be tweeting. Photos and uh, text like madmen. Especially not if it says a real phone. I have a real phone, people. <laughs> really? Oh, no, yes, I got an iPhone. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And also, in your travel topic markers because they're freaking awesome. Yeah, my that deal so that deal fell out. That Staples deal, yeah, they were like, nah, sorry, son. Yeah. What what deal? The Staples the, had like a forty-two count set for like seventy-two ninety-nine, seventy-two for fifteen bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. For real? uh, Jer- Jerry um, tweeted it with a G. And, and it, uh, I it, jumped on that toot suite, and then I got a uh, didn't get a confirmation email, and then I got a oh we're sorry that was the wrong oh, price. Oh, they did not hear it. No. Uh, so Amazon did that a few years ago with like what like Marvel Omnibuy the, that they were yeah, trying to set, that they had listed for like you know seven bucks or something. Yeah, they, I, actually, a bunch of those, they honored that, but the thing was is there was such a volume that they didn't honor anything. You know, they only honored it through their. Uh, up until the inventory ran out. So. Yeah, they're right. stock, so it well, was like 12 people. Well, the, yeah. you know, there's a dumbass in the chain of command at Staples, and I think they should be held accountable for their dumbass. There was, there was a few years ago, you know, I was a big HeroClix uh, player, and there was a there was a deal a few years ago where they had, they had run a special that was supposed to be for teachers only on, like, free lamination and... They oh, put the it. Maps. They ran it in a. They ran it in a newspaper, and so it was basically like come in for free lamination, and like every nutty, nerdy hero quick player in the tri-state area flooded into Staples, and we got all of our maps laminated for free. That's and it awesome. was, yeah, it was like literally they were giving away thousands of dollars in lamination because they honored they honored the ad. I'll it was a staple story when we go off the air. Okay. <laughs> so I have a ton of uh, laminated, really awesome laminated hero clicks maps. I'm going to pick up this dumpster and fling it at your head. 
Yep. Hey, everybody. Thank you for exactly. being here with us again. Come Thank you. Grease pencil ain't going to leave a mark. Come, see, come see us tomorrow. In the Next week, at- we'll have the, the, the recap. Yes. Gotta have that because I, I. That's you know what that that's another thing about what I, why I look forward to having the cons is is doing the recap the following week. Mm-hmm. That is a perk. Shout out to Lance Fenstrom and Reed Pop for always taking care of us as well. Absolutely. Yes, and for doing it up right this year. That that that's a huge this boom. year. No, uh, <laughs> particularly with the badges, that is a huge. Oh, the RFID yes. saving of time. Yes. Yeah. So do uh, we'll see you next week. We'll, we'll you'll hear us next week because we love you. Join we'll us. We'll see you tomorrow. And we will. Yeah, I've totally messed up. I'll we, see you Friday. We just love you so much. And call David, but he won't answer this weekend because he'll be with us. That's right. Yay! <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm gonna miss you guys. Something awful this weekend. Aww. Hey, dude, gotta come out to the East Coast, son. The best coast, right? Is that what they call it? The, the most coast. The kids call it that. Where they, where you yeah. can get the pizza they serve to Kirby in heaven is made in New York City. Yo, I'm going to keep it real. I think I might hit a panel or two on Saturday because Saturday's always so crazy. <gasps> wow. You got some phlegm working in there. That's David. insane. I know. A panel. So I was thinking about it, dude. Saturday's always so crazy, right? Yeah. It's a four day con. You know, it, it was, it was fun that, that a couple times in, oh, the Wizard World when we were, um. Yeah. We just got off our feet for for an hour, and it was it was one of the panels. We were just see... moderating the image panels, so that might be oh, fun. that'll be fun. Oh, yeah, fun. yeah. Go heckle that motherfucker. Didn't we go to see Brian Wood? Yes. Yeah, when he just when he started Northlanders. Yes. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Be the one the one series he's ever written that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and you could you could say that because he's your cousin, his family. That's right. Bye, people. We'll see you later. Later. Peace out. Peace out.